Clive relaunching with one of my dear friends, Adriana Hogan and her incredible daughter, Val. Mother daughter duos, you guys know that I am so in love with Bella and whatever I can get her on screen, I do. So I love that <laughs> together, y'all are doing amazing things, but we have to go back a little further from that because the way I met Adriana is through her fabulously funny, huge personality. I'm going to even say sometimes bigger than Rob's, <laughs> uh, Bob Hogan, this man completely changed for this woman. And you know, I don't ever tell girlfriends a man ever changes for a woman, but I have chills. He is so doting and so sweet. And it is because of your heart and your love and your passion for life, for people. So the first time we met, we sat down at dinner, we laughed, we cried, we prayed, we probably cussed, and we told the best stories and we connected in a way that was so incredible. And now you've taken all that passion, transitioned to a new career later in life, but you're still very young. And <laughs> you are saving girls' hearts and sharing your passion with them in a way that changes our community and the world. So take it from here. How did you get to this place? Well, uh, so uh, my background from Colombia, South America, my accent is from there. Um, I went to school there to do um, architecture. Mm -hmm. And uh, for many years I built homes and I was fine. Uh, but when you have girls, you know, that is your life changed forever. Mm -hmm. And boys too, but what you, you just feel your reflection in them. And then in some point of my life, I moved here. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it was amazing experience that I live in Colombia. My dad in some point uh, runs to be uh, president there. And it was uh, the opportunity to be his right hand and working in many ways. And I think it's one of the things that he transformed and changed my life since I remember is he always was thinking about the community and how it transformed people's life. And, and that was unusual for a woman in Colombia <clears throat> to have that. that much access and that much connection was it or no well I, I think it's we have but in that level so be in uh, in groups of men and uh, and then for me to allow to explain what I was thinking but also to see that you can transform the community and see through them what they can do and really work together and yes. I think it's that inspired me so he passed away a, a couple years ago that that oh, that seat always mm -hmm. been in my heart. And <laughs> sorry, he just was an amazing man, and and I think it's, I'm here because of him. Oh, that's so beautiful. That. So I started architect, but um, I decided to go back to another field with psychology and. I have a license in prevention and drug abuse, and I started mm -hmm. to work as a volunteer at the Children's Assessment Center, which is sadly a place that you do, uh, you know, assessment of sexual abuse. But in that moment, uh, I feel like we have more to do. And, mm -hmm. I, and in that moment, I was like, hey, how can we change this? Because what I see with women 
I don't know when or how we become so mean each other. Mm-hmm. And but what I see is when something happened to us, like whatever type of abuse, we layers up, and then we end up drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. we end up doing something. We numb else. the pain. Yeah, and then after we just figure it out, but it's too late. Or, or you know what? So in that moment, I was in the Texas Children uh, uh, Center. And then I was looking for prevention groups that I can really impact and transform their life before they go into in their in their life. And then I found that prevention in our Western society, we don't have too much prevention groups, which is sadly, but we respond to it, but there's not a process in place to prevent it. You're so right. Yeah. There's a big gap. It's more corrective. So we have AA or different type of groups that we deal after, but what about we can do prevention? Mm-hmm. What about we do before the girls start to have, to learn the journey in such a painful way? What about we work together and instead to hate each other and compare with other girls, what about we teach the girls to transform their life inside and then they can go and inspire the world. That's why it's called ECHO, because we say ECHO is goal but it's coming back. And it's not just that, mm. but it's going around to the community. And then we do a great echo. It will come back even 10 times, if you know, echo is come 10 times. And I really believe if we work together from that age, echo is start from the age through 25, age group. I think it's really, really, they can throw from their life and, and they can go through their community and they can do their, their own echo in their community. Oh. And do you feel like that there's um, more depression, more anxiety in people your age now after COVID even? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a sense of like despair, I would say. There's there's so much, there was so much isolation uh-huh. and there was so much of that. Like, I think, so I just turned 30. Um, and I think that even being a millennial and Mm -hmm. we grew up with a little bit of the internet, like how it was starting and not Mm -hmm. quite so much like, but then, you know, our teenage years and our years when we were older, we definitely did have the internet. So then through that, we were like, oh, we're socially connected. We're connected. We're connected. Um, but I even fear that like generations that are younger than us, um, are going to feel that way that they're connected socially. But I think that can only reach to a certain point. Like, it, it can definitely make us feel connected and connected internationally, but at the same time, like it's not the same as being Touch, here emotion. or, you know, sharing, a, you know, being vulnerable. Like there's, there's so much of your persona that you have to put up and you can't authentically put that up with the internet watching every little bit of you instead of creating that and being able to explore different things, being able to like, you know, try different clothes on and try different personalities on or things that feel like they're more closely related to who you are. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter, you know, the clothes that you wear or, and there's something my, one of my yoga teachers always says, she's like, it doesn't matter how much Lululemon you put on. It doesn't matter how many different poses or things and how much money you have, but like what matters is the impact that you have in the world and how you authentically show that as yourself. So 
And that authenticity is such a thread that we talk about in our podcast and purpose is such a big part of it. Um, you guys have been able to really change the landscape by having a purpose that's so clear. So you created this 501c3 and how do you, how do you share that with the youth? How do you reach out to them? How do you get to them? Because if it's not on Instagram or TikTok, <laughs> sometimes you have a hard time breaching them. I know we, we definitely do use the social media okay, platforms. <laughs> we do because that is where people live, you know, and sadly or not, that is where the people that we're trying to reach, the girls and sometimes the parents too, that's where they that's that's where we spend so much of our time. So I think we do reach them through there, but it's taking them out of there. It's taking mm -hmm. them into a space that is safe <clears throat> for them to really be who they are. So don't get me wrong. We we are all over. We're on Instagram. We, exactly. We're on all over the things. Because yeah. that's the way people communicate now. So tell us about this project that you're launching now. You're that's yeah. coming up. So it is a series. So what you were saying, you're like, how are you reaching them? So it's mm -hmm. all been a learning curve. Yes. I think. Um, so I became director of operations. Oh gosh, I just the the mic it might have been like a booming noise. But it's um, all right. Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure you're awake. Yes. Authentic here. <laughs> um, so yes, it's all I became the director of operations officially um, about two months ago. And it but before that, like we had started Echo. I remember we sat down at a coffee shop and we were just like it was my mom, my sister and I, we were just like sitting there and coming up with all of these ideas spread like in different papers. And we were like, we just, she told us like, I want you to be a part of this because she's like, you two are my first echoes. You are the reflection of me and what I hope to carry out in the world. And this is, you know, that's that's what that's what we are. I love and so it. it um she's like I need it to be the three of us. So I was like, okay. So it's, it's, it's Echo Four. Yeah, it's Echo Four. And then um we also included our little sister Elle as well. <laughs> she is Hi. I know she's she's the one who fits I feel like the, the echo mold the most. She's like the most authentic, just lively, wonderful self. And I think that shows you, she's five, right? And I think it shows you like, when you're five, you you're don't have all these, yes. yeah, you don't have these preconceived ideas of who you're you supposed to be, be, what the what world wants you right. to be. And I think it starts changing when it's like, this is what you have to be. I'm going to put you in a box. And we're trying to say, hey, there's all these different boxes you can fit into. You don't even have to fit in a box. You can fit in a circle if you want to. Oh, um, and that's why we were like, okay, let's let's start launching this. And so now that we had our pre-launch in May, and then we are starting to launch our classes. We're working with different um, community partners as well. So we have two different branches of Echo, but I'll tell you about Echo One for now, and then I'll, mm -hmm. we'll go into Echo Two. Um, but Echo One. Um, Right now, we are still in the, what did we call it? Like the incubator. Yeah, we're, we're still like in a baby Preschool. stage. So mm -hmm. what we're doing is 
uh, we still have the grand idea of having our own space and mm -hmm. like having the girls come to us and creating like those groups because they're so echo's mission is transforming the girls of like transforming the lives of girls ages eight through 25 so they'll be with us from the age of eight all the way to 25 um through the years they'll go through different courses and programs um and they all fall under the four pillars that we have, which are based in the blue zones, which I know <laughs> know something about that. that. Yes, I mean, it, the blue zones are where people live to be over a hundred, and there's so many great factors that we can take from that about connecting and taking care mm -hmm. of one another. And that sense of community that we've lost in our busy societies Absolutely. in big cities, in this feeling of family, being there for each other and building each other up, this extended family, this love you have for your father, this, it's something that we seem to be not grasping on as much in the U.S. now. Yeah, and I think that is is why the Blue Zones like called so much to us is like mm -hmm. not only do they live to be a hundred, but their quality of life is is stellar my mom at one point was like we're gonna make houston a blue zone and i was like let's do it exactly um so that's why i think like so so the biggest things for the blue zones are or for echo that we uh -huh. modeled after that mm -hmm. is our four pillars are nutrition and health mm -hmm. because it is incredibly important for you to know the relationship that you have with food because that is what's fueling your your body your mind um and not just like oh let's create these diet lifestyles but and we have uh, dr uh Mikhail. yeah we like we so we have experts mm -hmm. that are going to be giving um mm -hmm. like there are going to be speakers and are going to be giving workshops um so dr Mikhail is a really amazing person who has created a like developed a program called the weight of life uh Oh, wow. um, so it has to do with weight and it has to do with mental health. And so underlying everything with echo is a big factor of, like you were saying, like there's so much anxiety and depression and just uh -huh. all of these really big kind of things, just nuanced things that don't really, that you can't really touch. You can't, I was like, nuance is not the word, but I don't remember the word that I was looking for. And Intangible. But yeah, one. but the second one is um, active life and well-being. So continuing to move your body and continuing to have a good relationship with your body as well. Not working out because you want to look a certain good way. And you're yeah. dressed. Self-defense in that yeah, there's like self-defense. And then there's also just like, because you want to be strong, yes. you're going to teach them how to like be in control of your body, how to, and like be aware of your surroundings. And we were talking earlier off camera, but we were talking about like, you know, how to be aware of the things that are maybe dangerous to you that you're not aware of those things. So, and which leads into the next thing, which is community and sisterhood. But it's always also about having the community around you, always making sure that there's people who are there to take care of you um, my, and you are going to take care of them. part of ECHO, and this is where my heart comes, in the sense that we have our phrase that is, I got your back. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool right now because every time that we talk in our with the board or somebody needs to, like actually for the pre-launch, one of the 
Claudia came to you and she said like, Val, I need, I need an echo moment. She didn't even say that. She was said, she was wearing these heels that were just, you know, sometimes you put on heels and you're like, this was not the best choice. Yes, exactly. So, so then, so then that was what's going on. And I was like, okay. I was like, what size, what size shoe do you wear? And so she, we happened to wear the same size shoe. So we traded shoes and I was like, oh my God, that's the <laughs> best gift for a girlfriend. And I said, okay, we're definitely doing this, but I'm going to need my shoes back at some point for a show. Cause I have no idea how you're walking around in these. Exactly. It was funny. Cause, uh, and like the photographer just happened to be like, okay, picture time. And I was like wearing her shoes and I was like, they don't match my dress, <laughs> but that's fine. And my outfit but so said, like, I got your back. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And now with anything that we need, we're like, I got your back. And we'll just text each other be like, she left her phone at home one time and I ran into her to the airport and I was like, I got your back. And we just, that's what I'm saying. So like, it's important to just have that feeling of community, even if you can't have it with family, because sometimes you family don't get blessed with the most amazing family. Yes. Um, and it's so, and so I mentioned earlier that Bella has had a migraine for a year. We've been on this journey and she's found so much relief by joining the Palm team. And even though she likes math more than she likes dance, it's given her a group of girls who they can bond together. She's working out five days a week mm -hmm. and she's creating something she could feel good about. And in the process, she's losing weight too, which is not what she, but she's actually getting fit. And so when I would say to her, you need to work out when you're anxious or you're hurting or you're in pain or you're depressed, it's the last thing you want to do. But yeah. Like it truly changes everything. She's on a low histamine diet. She's cut out a lot of sugar, like all that together is part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And we can go to a million doctors and look for a pill, but you don't need a pill. Yeah. It's these things and over and over were shown that it's these pillars. Yeah. And it's with those three that like, it like really allows the fourth to kind of blossom, um, which is the, like finding your meaning of life or your purpose. Yes. And without those three really, and uh, like all of them are interconnected. Yes. Right. Because you can't have a healthy life. Like I like was not in a great state of mind and I was working out and I was doing all the thing, but I was not being very healthy with the food that I ate. And mm -hmm. so like that got to a point where just like everything will like those four together mm -hmm. just creates such a sense of like flow yes. for your, for your life, for your, for your, just like your community, for everything around it. Because if your life changes, you impact somebody else's life. You, you have the capacity to do that. And so it's, um, that's what we are doing. So right now we are kind of focusing on that meaning of life and purpose pillar, mm -hmm. just to kind of showcase it. So we are launching our, um, looking inward series and the first, um, the first workshop we're having is actually this Sunday at 2 PM, uh, at, and Bella Polk on, what is it? Um, um, yeah. So on West Gray. 
So it is a workshop that is called The Power of Self-Image. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, and it's um, done by a lovely, um, she is a wonderful image consultant named Monica Delgado. And she, it's, we've never been the type of person to be like, you have to wear these clothes and you have to use these things. Although let me, don't get me wrong, like, it sometimes, it the feels, way you yeah, feel. sometimes it feels great. When you put on something fun, when you wear pink feathers, Absolutely. it makes you feel sassy. If I, if I were to wear pink feathers, like that's you, not, that's you not would not who, feel sassy. You would right. be like, oh my God, I have and on pink feathers. And that's what I'm saying. So yes. like that fits you so perfectly. Yes. And like, you're like, I was looking at it when I walked in, I was like, love this style, but like, that's not who I yes. am. And if I were to put it on, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. it would just not be me. And so that's that's what this series is, is how, like, what are parts of yourself that you, you know, are looking to hide and why mm-hmm. are you hiding them? And why, like, what is it that you want to find and mm-hmm. what do you want to showcase? And it's finding your inner image so that you can represent that on the outside and feel comfortable with that. And like growing up with, this woman as my mother, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's, there's times when I'm like, Oh, I should be wearing this. Or I, what's, what's one of my favorite things is, uh, we'll go into her closet and every now and then I'll be like, whatever, I'm going to try this on. And you know, sometimes I end up being like, Oh, I love it. Like, and it's usually her and my sister and I, it's usually the three of us always. The uh, other one is coming into the picture. Oh, loves it. Oh, she does. Oh my gosh. Oh, I she bet. Loves oh my God. It. You have to see this dynamic in the closet with all of us. Yeah. This beautiful energy that you know. So, that and it's is just everything so about fun. like power and like, oh my God, you look so. Cute. And it's never like, and, oh, that does not look good on you. It's like, I think the one before looked better. Like, are you, mm-hmm. and it's also like the way you carry yourself. So you're yes. definitely going to feel, if I'm going to, if I'm going to put something on that's just, not me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna act different. I'm gonna, you know, hunch my shoulders or just like not feel myself. And I think having people surround, being surrounded by people who know what your true self looks like, and you, and like them seeing you, you know, wear something or be in a place or act in a certain way that that's they, they're like what's going on that's not who you are like are you okay like or that that's how they know yeah that's not the best style but like it goes so much more deeper than that you know mm-hmm. this is what we call our echo team and we try to pair uh, girls from the age group mm-hmm. but also no more than um eight we believe that is we wanted that they get together they know each other and they, when they go into the world, they will have that support to, and instead to go and have the friend in the bar to say like, what about you call your echo group and say, hey, you know, I have this. They know you, mm-hmm. they know your style, they know what's going on. And for me to have a mentor in that group is very important to us. So mm-hmm. in any group, we, we, we have this mentor that is uh, it's about mental health, it's about like, with I cannot understand, with cannot my friends, then we have somebody that always oh, we can reach and say, hey, this is going on with mm-hmm. me. For me, every every time that we have workshops, the ideal program in the future where we have well, well mm-hmm. more girls, it, when they are together, they they become their own selves because everybody feel comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. But for me, the most important part is what you cannot understand, 
then you have somebody to ask questions to you. Uh-huh. Why you do that? And then you listen to yourself. And it, for me, what it mattered the most is to get that support system with somebody that has that capacity and is experts to help you. And not to the end that you already so messed up, I'm sorry, yes? That you hope you have to go, hey, I need a therapist, but you're already going to five marriages and like alcohol abuse or and many things is happen when we are child. We never we never go and talk about this until it's too late. And I found that why we need to wait too long. Why we need to wait until we get sick to find the way that we, we, we could live this way. So that's why we got these four pillars, which for me is like why we try to not transform these girls, but even the community. It is, and I I think, um, I don't remember this exactly, but Mother Teresa said something about the way you can change the world just to love your family. Mm-hmm. And I think if we all just said that, like you meet a person and you feel connected to them and wherever you are, you were saying that off camera too, like they became your mission to help them and to give them something. And yeah, it's, it's true. Like we're all looking at what can we do in a big way to change? And we could all every day affect change. And when my daughter was going through so much, I would send her these daily inspirations. And so I knew that would help me. So I started doing it to her. She rejected it. Now she shares them with her friends. So there is this domino effect we can have by doing this and by, um, by sharing these different things. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the gray coat. Oh, okay. That gray coat is coming from my heart. Um, I, I, I won an award because um, it's basic. This book is a storyteller mm-hmm. for children that uh, basic, we create an awareness mm-hmm. to what is, uh, what is whatever type of abuse or something that is not right for them. So what I study, I've been searching, mm-hmm. I've been a study, I could not just appear, mm-hmm. it's eight years of studies and work through Oh yeah, there's but, binders. Binders, yeah. lots of binders. Research, Research. and yes. a lot of the statistics. But the point is, we as a human, everything is around us, mm-hmm. everything. So with children, we found that children, it was my fault. When you get the, the parents are divorced, it was my fault. Mm-hmm. So when children is being abused, any type of abuse or something mm-hmm. happened to them, mm-hmm. they always say it was my fault. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, shame is came to the shoulders. So when I was working with women and, and doing therapies, I found that when something happened to us, we create layers, uh-huh. and it's about our sh- the shame that is happened to us. Nobody can see it, and that's why it's called the gray coat. Because the gray coat is on top of Lulu, that is a little bear that something suddenly get to the shoulders, and you have to read it because it's basic. It's about talking about the good secrets. That is, you know, it's a, it's a surprise party for your friends, but later on you will happy. The bad secrets that you feel like you have a tape on your mouth and you cannot talk in. And then this great code over the time, Lulu can, couldn't even dance, play, because it's coming, they have a huge pocket with very mean words. And over the time was bigger and bigger and bigger. And Lulu couldn't dance anymore. She lose a sense of what, what happened. But if someday something happened, Mm. and this is broken apart 
and you will see why. You have, like, to read you have to read the book. <laughs> oh, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> no, so, but yes, but, but, uh, but more importantly, what for me is like when you're six, five, eight, and even us, and we, we read this book even, and you ask the kid, for me it's important that you ask, what is for you a good secret? What is for you a bad secret? Because in, over the time, you lose, or, or, or we lose the sense what is what is normal and what is not. Especially yes. when they have a, a, a abuse, because that is what the, a, and the line is aggressor, the yes. aggressor tried to do. And then it's, it's a lot of complicity behind, believe me, I work at the Children's Assessment Center. I can go through and talking to you for hours about this topic. <laughs> but what I see is like, it's about shame is cut your worth. When you have a shame in your life, you feel like you are not good enough. I'm not worth because something happened to me that they take away my worth. Somebody, an aggressor came to me and they, they remove of what I, what I was. And so my worth doesn't exist. But when you remove that chain, when you talk about what happened and you work through the process, you find your worth. And believe me, when girls found their worth, nobody will stop them, nobody. And Echo's here with the big boys to tell them that they are bigger than their stories. And we are here for them. I love this. And so um, I was sharing off camera earlier that um, statistically I've heard that young kids first are exposed to pornography when they are nine. Which is wild. And that, um, that, and we talked about this sort of normalizing these blurred lines of what love is, what songs are telling you love is, what relationships are supposed to be, and defining what's acceptable and what's not. And then this feeling of wanting to fit in or be cool or be liked. So there is so much to that um, part of the journey. Can you share a little bit about that too? Yeah, so that's why our our uh, project is start for the age of uh, eight through uh, twenty five because in that age is so important that we talk about and we do these workshops. Mm-hmm. So and it's not just I understand that you're talking about the topic about abuse, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about everything mm-hmm. because it's about food. It's about yes. like being because healthy. we can use food as I mean I do I use chocolate when I'm upset I as go for chocolate as a coping yeah. mechanism. And I've been having a lot of chocolate robs. <laughs> I think also like you were talking about that and it just made me think like some of the classes that we're gonna have are like how to you know have like healthy relationships with your friends with with significant others with whatever it may be and there sometimes there's not a great role model to tell you or sometimes mm-hmm. even then like it's not the best thing that you've ever seen on the media or some sort of movie or anything that you've been exposed to but until somebody tells you hey that's that's not healthy that's not okay they're like oh what do you mean that, that's normal to me so it, it can yeah for echo i think it it can go into so many different aspects of that. And something I hear as a thread through all of this is that we're talking about discernment versus judgment. Yes. And we're not going to 
as parents, I think it's hard, and I've really worked on that, is that you want your kids to make good choices, and then you want to give them defining line for what's good and bad. And then there's a lot of gray. <laughs> and then we know what we did as kids too, and that we turned out okay. But how to create these open discussions between parents and children, and that's one of, I think my favorite things that Bella says about me to her friends is she says, you can trust my mom and you can share with her and she won't judge you or she won't tell your parents. So can you give maybe some advice to parents that are struggling because their kids aren't opening up to them? Because it took me a while to get to this place, (laughs) a lot of studying, a lot of researching, a lot of missteps. So what we do as a parents, we always say, you you have to. You have to because we have this concept in our mind of what we expect from them. And I think for the best advice that I can give it to everybody is like, don't tell them what to do, just listen to them where they're coming from. And instead okay. to tell them, you have to clean your room, you have to do, just go and sit down with him for two minutes. I know it's busy, crazy, I've been there, but just get two minutes to just listen. How was your day? And and hey, I would say they stop. The power of touch. So and then it's sometimes they don't want to be touched and they're well, 13, 14. So I would say because they have pain. Yes. It's our layers. It is. So whatever we respond with pain, whatever we respond with like I don't want to talk is about pain. So if we have the five minutes patience and just sit down with them and just be there. And if they want to be annoying or something, or just watching the phone, I do that with my daughter and just uh, with Gabby. <laughs> and even with Elle, like, why are you looking there? And I just be quiet for one minute. I know, it's hard for me to be quiet for one minute, but I do in the sense that it's just to be with them and listen where they're coming from. Yes. You, it's so much powerful when you listen them, or just be present. I'm talking with right now, I do therapy with a girl and I'm working with her mom now because mm-hmm. it's so important to work with each other. Yes. And then they struggled, they're going through the moment and she came to me this week and she said, hey, I'm so amazed something is going on. She's been changing so much. That, and then it start to, like she start to do mothering things. Like you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Go and clean this. And I say like, please stop right there. Just contain her. Just hold her. If she doesn't want to be touched, look at her what she likes and go down and play with her. Like Dr. Hogan, which is ill. Mm. I, I play with her and I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm her patient. But more importantly is because we play this. And then it's, what about we play their roles? What about we play with our girls when they are 20? Like this morning, you know, like what, what, what about we just stop to do orders or what they need to do and just be with them or what they need to help. And I think too, as parents, when we show our vulnerability and we let them know that we make mistakes too, or that we have pain too, without putting it on them, yeah. I find that that, it makes them feel not so alone in the journey. But you know what happened? And I see parents, they've been hurt too. Mm -hmm. So when I see what parents 
and kids doesn't connect, mm-hmm. both have pain. Yes. So they create these layers between yes. them. And then over the years, it's more layers and layers and layers. And you know what is the only thing that matters right now of in that spectrum? One of them throw that gray coat away and look at them and say, yeah, you know what? I messed up. I'm sorry. I feel pain right now. I don't know how to reach you. Be your authentic you. I don't know yes. how. I'm sorry. I just feel stupid. I, I, be your authentic. Put your hands in your heart and say, like, you know what? I just feel so dumped right now talking to you. Maybe, you know, I don't know how I even talk to you. And then believe me, kids will know when you are authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe me. No, I was going to say, like, I, one, if it gives you any solace, like, the relationship that we have now uh when i was a teenager um we had some rough times i would say yeah um it just there i think there's something so like like you're trying to separate yourself so much from your mom you don't want to be a little kid anymore and you're like and i and i know we look people are like you guys look like you're twins Mm -hmm. you know we look so similar and I was like I don't want to be like her Mm -hmm. like I remember saying that over and over and honestly like we got closer together as I was like becoming an adult Mm -hmm. and then we had like some years apart but something my mom never gave up Oh, and that's what kids need. Yeah, she will never. She never gave you. up, and she just kept on saying, "Like, I, like, I love you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love you so much." And I honestly, like, I think it wasn't until like we started working on Echo together, because there was this like, there was this just point where we were not budging. Mm-hmm. She was on, her, she was stuck in her point, and I was stuck on mine, and I was like. Okay, and she and she was like, okay, but like I really want to work on this together, and I was like, okay, how are we going to work on this together <laughs> if we can't if we can't get past this? And and it was so like important for me, and I was like, I'm not giving it up. Like I'm not giving up. Like I'm not giving up on this point. And she was like, oh, okay, let me let me try to see it from your perspective. Uh-huh. And I think coming at it from a place of like curiosity instead mm-hmm. of just like and like she was like okay like what what can I do and it's not always about like believe me I have many things that I I can be better or whatever at but like I think ultimately it's the fact that like just knowing that like even when we were fighting and there was like a month where we didn't talk which was very rare for us but like a whole month um and she was still there and even she was angry she was still there mm-hmm. and just knowing that like I was never going to be alone she is always going to be there and so if if it's any tip for a parent just coming at it from a place of curiosity and just letting your kids know that no matter where they are no matter how angry they are how whatever like that, that you're not going anywhere I think that's that's what really makes a difference so and I um I had a situation with Bella with some friends and different things that were happening and I made a choice of her blatantly over anything else 
and I adjusted the way I moved through life and the way, and I think her seeing that and seeing that commitment. And I think as parents, we can say that our kids are the most important things in our life, but sometimes our actions don't back that up. And if we really, that goes back to purpose, I feel like, and this authenticity is like owning it, not saying family is the most important thing to me, but then not choosing family, like consistently figuring out what's most important and making that happen is also the way to create the strongest relationships with the people in their life, because then they know consistently they can count on you over and over. And then I think that makes you more accountable to other people too. Yeah. And it's hard. There's so many things pulling us in so many different directions. So how can people get involved? What would kind of in summary, we're reaching the end. How do people get involved? Are there, are there parting words you want to give to people? Um, how can they stay connected with you? I mean, definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. We, like I said, from the beginning, we are on there because we are trying to reach a wide audience. So Instagram or TikTok, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, it's, if you're wanting to get involved, um, it's echo for like the number four us, um, echo for us.org is our, or our website. So definitely if you are interested in knowing more about it, go there. Um, we do have some spots left at our event on Sunday. So if anybody is interested, like we are more than happy to have you and get to know you. Um, it's and then, all sold out. Though. Yeah. And then, so I think, I think we are going to be having a fundraiser in December. We're going to be having an event in November, another part of the looking inward series. Um, it's going to be with a dear friend of mine. Well, we'll, we'll share it, but, um, it's going to be, again, just looking inward is going to be just, getting to know yourself a little bit more. So that, and if they are interested, they have like a wonderful skill that they're like, I would love, I would love to share this with, with a girl, you know, with girls, we are always looking for instructors. We're always looking for people to, um, share their story because like you said, I think like with any of our instructors, it's always about how do we connect with the girls? Mm -hmm. And it's about having that vulnerability Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable because then those girls will also open up to you. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and and for us is to work together is, 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 it's annoying you know, old fashioned to be mean to each other. Come on, come on. We have to let that behind. It's 2022. Yeah, it's 2023, which let's go and work together. It's not about like you are better than me or like I'm let or whatever, but just go and work together and start to send the message. This is not for me. I, I, I can continue to be an architect. I can continue to do something else. Love courses, love to travel, you know, uh, that more that for me is the world need this message and um, we uh, we create this platform for you guys so it's time to pass it on the message maybe if you can come on Sunday reach us uh, for us we can find that way and then you can be there you can listen more about it and I believe 
I really believe it's not about 20 million girls, but one. If one girl transforms their life, I'm happy. And then that one girl shares with another girl. <laughs> Ask her about the girl in Frankfurt Airport working in the hot dog kiosk. I've got a letter from the crowd. We want to know about the girl at the hot dog kiosk. Well, uh, this is what is happening. My journey has been this way. Um, I walk in through life and every day is something, seriously. A girl comes and opens their heart and I just have the mission as echoes in my heart. I'm walking through it is. <laughs> so we went to the airport, at Frankfurt Airport. And That's so funny. The girl, I think, was from Romania. So I remember. Romania. 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 And we stopped to have hot dogs. <laughs> we uh, we were flying actually, and the complicity to understand that we were flying privately. Well, this is another story, but just got there. And then we decide to eat hot dogs, and then the girl start to share the story, which has happened that, that people open up to yeah. you because your heart is so open. People tell you things. Yeah, they is. don't tell other people. Yeah, but she start to share the story, and for whatever reason, I had to share for her that she was bigger than the story while she went through it. She was a struggle. She didn't have. She didn't feel enough. She was very, very upset and very depressed. A lot of mental situation in that moment. And it took it took me only five minutes that she just completely transformed his, her thought. And she just hugged me. She, she just, you know, hugged me. And, and she said, hey, can I follow you? Can I have, I share my WhatsApp, we've been talking. <laughs> but the most important part is like, that is that is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Not what we need to do, but why? Why we don't walk that way? Mm-hmm. And instead of just going through it without see what is who, who is around. It took me five minutes and her life completely transformed. And she looked at me and then she feel like she was worthy enough and she was bigger of that, her story that she went through it. And I love it. I love to do part of with this process and I have passion for this. And I really believe that we can transform the girl's life. And I've thought about this with Bella and her friends because the friends groups change and mm-hmm. there's ebb and flow, but there's girls that are struggling. Like some of her friends are cutting themselves. Some of them are talking about suicide. Like it's real things. It's real. Yeah. It's real things. And, um, to give them a way to get together. Like I thought, is it Bible study? Is it like, maybe there's a way that we could create groups of people to get together that are vulnerable, but know that they're safe and they can have a pack together to keep it private. Because I think that's a big part of sharing is that safe vulnerability. Yeah. And we could do that through Echo. So we can take a look at that. I think it could I be amazing. I think that would be wonderful. I, yeah, I do. I think that there's, like I said, there's so much interaction where you feel so connected, but you also, through social media, it can be a great tool to connect people, but it can also be like, you compare each other, you, you do all of these things. And so you feel like, I feel like, my generation and the younger generation like we feel so like 
you need to be something more than you are, but mm. you it's are never not, enough. You're not connecting. You're not actually connecting mm -hmm. on there and being vulnerable on there. So mm -hmm. and, and and for me what I what I see is not just the girls, it's the parents and the mothers who are there and struggling. So what I see and it happened often when I moved to the United States and here and in Colombia, everywhere. What happened, women, we put the makeup, we know how to do it, we put heels and we go out, even though we are so bad, emotional, dealing with something. So, Echo, as you said, it's a safe place, but we wanted to know and we wanted to see, we wanted to reach that also, it's not only for girls, but the mothers. Uh -huh. Just give the step and say like, you know what? I don't want my daughter that continue what I have it. And you, you you think if you can go in the closet and hide it and uh -huh. it's, it's not a big deal, I will hide this, nobody will know. You are the one that face, you, you see your face and you know the truth. So we are here for you. We don't judge, believe me. I can tell you stories to not be judged. <laughs> so, but it, this is who we are. And I, we know we've never been in your shoes. So why we need to judge you? But I know for sure that this is not for girls only, but for the mother, that the struggles, that they don't know what to do. We went to an event and it's so amazing now that people know, they, they, they check my bio and they know that I work in mental health. A few girls came to me and she said to me, hey, when we can have coffee, I need to talk. And then I know a lot of things happened to them. You never expect this because it was like one of the richest people in Houston, Texas. Uh -huh. And when she's open up, I hold her and she's very lonely. And I said, you are not alone. I got your back. So this is what I wanted to, they know that we got your back. Love that. Thanks so much for tuning in everyone. Continue living the authentic life. And we want you to know that at Echo, for us, we've got your back. We've got your back. Got your back.